What's going on, Blaine Smith? <laughs> Happy to be here, you know, made the trip, now have a cool beer. The Hold the Phone Podcast with Tessa. Blaine Smith, a.k.a. Metal Comedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I want to know all about that. What's what's your whole thing with that? Well, it just mostly it, it started because uh, my name Blaine is spelled B L A Y N E, and telling that to people is a massive pain. Okay. Um, from both people spell it wrong, but then you kind of wind up in like a ten minute conversation about the fact that you have a Y in your name, and you're like, oh boy, this isn't the most interesting thing we could be talking about. <laughs> so I just made it metal comedy because I'm a metalhead who does comedy. And then as one of those weird things where it kind of came before everything, it was just like, oh, this is just a Twitter handle that's available. This is an Instagram handle that's available. This is a website that's available. And then as my career went on, I started doing a lot of comedy in the metal world. So really worked, ended up working out pretty well. How does that work? It's, uh, it's cool. It's I, I wound up on a metal YouTube channel making content for them um, because a lot of people in those kind of fields that people don't realize is a lot of people come to like stuff like that through journalism. So they have unique and interesting and insightful things to say, but it's not funny. <laughs> and funny tends to be a thing that people like watching um, more than a lot of other things. So I kind of came into it being like, hey, I don't have the journalism background that you have. I just have a performing background. Let's see what happens if I'm just performing. And uh, it went really well and wound up with the YouTube stuff. I sometimes host like metal concerts and stuff, which is a total cool. weird experience, which is very different from comedy. But very exciting because like there's a lot more like screaming yeah. <laughs> hosting a metal show you can kind of get a crowd to have a lot more of a reaction but at the same time metal crowds are significantly more willing to tell you you suck if they think you <laughs> suck i was gonna say like do they have do the crowds have any kind of sense of humor whatsoever and i wouldn't say not like they don't but is it such a difference it's it's definitely a different thing where it's like they're not as willing to like follow you you have like a much smaller window of time but they do have and they have much more extreme swings of emotion like if you're killing with a metal crowd you're having the best time you're ever gonna have they're screaming they're throwing up the horns after the show they're grabbing you being like let's shotgun a beer man yeah <laughs> But then if, if you're bombing, they're like, you fucking suck. Get the fuck out of here. Bring on a band. Why the fuck is there comedy? Yeah. Like, so oh, it's, no. it's kind of interesting to have like a little bit of comedy like yeah. before a metal show. That's for sure. I would like that. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, one thing that like I, I found you, I guess, online and I saw like some of the stuff you're doing and I was like attracted to the oh metal comedy i'm like i like metal right yeah. i'm like i love comedy so i'm like that's kind of cool and it's like an interesting twist yeah it's right? a, i mean it's a good pairing because generally like you know a lot of metalheads just want to like get really drunk and have a crazy time and comedy yeah. goes well with that you're definitely not going to get like a you're never going to be doing a metal metal at a com comedy at a metal show and have someone in the crowd be like Ooh, that joke went a little too far. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's a little offensive to me. It's definitely <laughs> going to be like, hey, why aren't you talking more about killing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then how do you 
put a twist on, uh, or how do you bring metal into your comedy show? So if you're just doing like straight up comedy, how do you? I they, they you've got to kind of sneak it in gradually because uh, a thing a thing I was told early on is that like doing stand up, you're kind of under like a microfine, uh, like a like a magnifying glass, yeah, uh, or a microscope where it's like anything about you when you stand up uh, is suddenly magnified. Like if you go up there in the t-shirt you normally wear and you normally look kind of schlubby you look twice as schlubby on the same yeah. tattoos you look twice as scary to people so it's that thing where you have to kind of subtly do it you can't go too far with it but yeah it's a it's a it's a slight trickle but you know just crazy stories from doing the road things like that really you know people have a fascination with metal as long as they kind of know that it's not gonna get too close to them yeah so you kind of you kind of give them a, like an outside looking in thing, and then they're like, "Oh, that's fun. That's what I like." As I, long as I, can. it's like going to the zoo. Yeah. As long as there's a fence. <laughs> between the I feel like some around. people are probably a little bit intimidated. Could be a little bit intimidated. Yeah, by like, the whole thing, even though they don't like know anything about it or yeah it's like I don't a know. switch that goes from when you when you see me to have a conversation with me because sometimes people will be like oh you look really scary to talk to but then you're like this bubbly fun person and it's like yeah just because I have a bunch of Satan's tattoos on me doesn't mean I'm going to try and kill you you're like can't we do both <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then once people get to know me, they're like, people are scared of you? That makes no sense. So <laughs> well, you got a great head of hair. Yes. So very important. I and I appreciate that because I also do. You can't really it's tied back right now, but I'm like, I need to know. Do you have any tips? Do you have any tips? Uh, my best tip uh, for people is to leave it alone. If you want to have everyone's always doing stuff and then they're they're trying all this shit and they just destroy their hair and people go out and they see metalheads and like, oh my god, you guys all have these big luscious heads of hair. What do you guys do? And we're like, we do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes I'm on the road and I don't shower for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just crazy stuff. And you're like. Cool, that's it. Yep, yeah, just don't touch it. It's that's, not going to fall out. I believe that, though. But it's, it's a little bit harder as a girl. Yeah. So, But sometimes I'll do that. I'll do nothing to it, and I look like death. Like, I look awful. In the long run, when I'm doing my hair, it looks so much better. So yeah, you know, save it for the important occasion. Yeah. Do you, have, do, you do, do any conditioning treatments? I, uh, no, I just... <laughs> Get, I just get stuff from the hippie herbal aisle and figure that's, that's oh, good enough. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right, the, cool. the Jason with the umlauts over the A. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I go for. I know what you're talking about. It's like, a, it's you know, I'm just like, this sounds foreign. They have a lot of fruits on the bottle, and there's not. <laughs> it seems like there's not a lot of chemicals in it. So, cool. Okay, there you go. That works, that works. Okay, so like, what's the last metal show you've been to? Do you have a favorite band? My favorite band is a very small, weird band called Hooded Menace that no one's heard of. They're from Finland. They're very weird. It's it's it's, a, it's even a genre that people don't know. It's called Death Doom, which is like a very strange thing. Death Doom. It's like halfway between death metal and doom metal. So I don't know really, what doom metal is, doom metal but I want to know. <laughs> like very slow. It's like very slow metal. It's slow and spooky is kind of the idea. Okay. And death metal is like fast and angry, so it's finding it's finding a way to be fast and angry and slow and spooky at the same time. I feel like the best death metal bands or metal bands are from Europe, though. Yeah, no? yeah, Europe's great. Europe's. Uh, I lived in I lived in France for a little while. I've been all over Europe. I've spent some time in Norway, uh, and 
Yeah, it's 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 much more ripe for it. There's the everything there for some reason is just different. Like one of the great things they have there that we that we really don't get in the same way is their music festivals are like they blow it, the best music festival in North America, regardless of genre. You go over to Europe and they're just stomping all over the thing. There's, yeah. It's just these crazy weekends with everybody's out camping in the middle of some, like, you know, rustic, outside of a rustic European village. And there's all kinds of, there's bands playing, but then there's all these sideshow and crazy stuff happening. And you're just in a muddy field with a bunch of people for a week. <laughs> and it's just a total, total nuthouse. After you're like, what was that? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> you were living out there for a bit, though? Yeah, I lived in Paris, France. Nice. What were you doing there? I was uh, peculiarly teaching English in a high school. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird experience for sure, but it was uh, it was definitely interesting. Yeah, French high schools are very weird. They're weird places. Yeah, why it's, makes them weird? It's just it's a lot. It's like kind of all the like weird European stereotypes are like through there. Like when we went on <laughs> when we went on Christmas break and 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 came back after Christmas and New Year's, it was like, hey, it's the new year. Everybody, all the teachers gathered together in the staff room at lunch, and then we had champagne to celebrate the new year. <laughs> but it was not like alcohol. It was like real champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like you got, so it was like, all right, I'll have a couple of glasses of champagne and then go teach students. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Paris, right? Yeah. And uh, a cool thing about the French is uh, the French really hate working. Um, okay. They do not like to work. Uh, Hence be, the champagne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There would be things that would happen where I would come in and they'd be like, oh, uh, don't come in to work on Wednesday. And I'd be like, why am I not coming in to work on Wednesday? And they're like, we're on strike. And okay. I'm like, why? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's just a designated day we're on strike. Because uh, every, we're just all, the, the strike never stops. There will always be a designated day every couple of months where we go on strike to say, like, things could be better. Yeah. <laughs> so you wind up just like, all right, cool. I guess I'll go on strike. And then they have all kinds of holidays and they really don't like it. Yeah. It's a different life in Europe, though. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a weird French, like, uh, there's just a thing that no matter where you are, everybody has where you do your job, but you don't do anything that isn't like by the letter your job. So you know how some sometimes here you might be like, you know, at a restaurant and then you like you see a, a server that's like, oh, helping out busing because they're like slammed that day. Yeah. France. Absolutely not. No. That's not my job. I don't do that. <laughs> If you want me no. to do that and it's not my job, <laughs> either pay me more or guess what? Wednesday's strike day. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're going on, I'm going on strike. Because you asked me to do a thing. That's amazing. So now that you're here in Canada, like um, performing comedy, obviously yeah. in Toronto area, do you go across Canada or? Yeah, I mean, I'll pretty much go anywhere that'll have me. I do, I do Canada. I dip down a lot into the east coast of the states because then you don't have to get on a, a plane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go down to the east coast of the states because the weird thing that I found from doing like the YouTube stuff where it's that I think a lot of people don't realize is you kind of do stand up and you're like expecting people to like like your comedy and make fans that way. Mm -hmm. But everybody seems to make fan every stand up seems to make fans from 
not doing stand-up. You have to like do something outside of stand-up, and then people are like, oh, cool, watch your stand-up. Yeah. So because of the YouTube stuff, it's like now people are like, oh, cool, we saw you on YouTube, and you do stand-up? Come down to host our metal festival in Pittsburgh or wherever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's why I feel like you have to do multiple platforms, right? Yeah. Like social media is huge and everything. Yeah. So what's your what's your YouTube channel? So I am on a YouTube channel called Banger TV where um, we review we review metal, we talk about metal culture, we do a lot of stuff with metal and then when it's me, I'm always injecting some humor into it, uh, you know, it's it's nice to make some jokes and it makes especially when you get a really bad album to review. Okay. Uh, it makes reviewing the bad albums a lot <laughs> more fun. Uh, it's kind of a problem that wound up happening where it was like, "Hey, if we get an album that really sucks that we have to review, uh-huh. we're just giving it to Blaine." <laughs> <laughs> because he makes a bunch of jokes and then people like it and people will watch it. Well, there you I'm go. just stuck listening to an album that's absolutely awful. Yeah. Like, no. But at least they get the balance that way, right? Yeah. Um, so like what makes like a, a metal album good or bad though for the people who don't know metal very well? Well, I mean, a lot of the times the thing that makes a, a metal album bad is it's like a very big band that mm-hmm. has just been big for so, I mean, it's like any genre of music where at some point if you're big for long enough, you kind of like lose touch with reality. Uh, <laughs> Like a, a thing I had to review. Do you remember the band Disturbed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From our from our youth, the Uwa band. <laughs> yeah. I had to review a new album by them a couple okay. of months ago. Okay. And you're like, oh, Disturbed's still a band, and yeah. it's like, yeah, they're still and, kicking. And you know, you just get that big, and you're asking, you you know, you you record an album, and then you play it for like people, you know, and you're like, does this album sound good? And everybody's like, yes. It does. <laughs> we would like to continue to make money off you, so we're going to say yes. Yeah, why not? And then you just get an, an album shot out where you're like, oh, this is terrible. It's a metal band, and literally uh, in the video, I I synced up one of their songs to just a Grey's Anatomy montage I pulled off YouTube, and it like <laughs> played perfectly, so that's the kind of thing that winds up happening. I'm like, what are Disturbed fans like? Uh, they, I'm sure they have a huge fan base, right? Yeah, that's Still, the crazy thing they have like a huge fan base, and uh, and they don't, they're not super happy when you're making fun of their band. Yeah, <laughs> do they not, have like a name? You know, like different like uh, artists have like their like army or their like clique that they like that follow them. There's like a name. Is there a name for them? No, Disturbed is very boring. They okay, have, they have a mascot who I, if I can remember correctly, is called like. The guy. The guy? And then the fans are just disturbed fans. Disturbed fans. At disturbed yeah. fans on Twitter. Yeah, That's it? Disturbed is uh, <laughs> not the, definitely not the, the thinking man's band. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, speaking of Grey's Anatomy, is that something you watch? Uh, no, I, it was just, I had never seen Grey's Anatomy before, but I was like, this song seems aggressively emotional for no reason. And then just that in my head, I was like, what's emotion? What do I know is emotional? And that's the only thing I know about it. And it was Grey's Anatomy. Okay. You know, just, I feel like every time you see a clip of that show, it's like one of our doctors was shot in the chest and yeah. were fighting for their life. And you're like, how did a doctor get shot? Yeah. I've never seen that show either. I feel like it's, but that's like, they're like disturbed, but a TV show. Like yeah. they just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? things where you're like, <laughs> I know it exists, yeah. but I've never heard of a fan of it. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite TV show? 
Uh, my favorite TV, I think of, if we're talking about like of all time, um, uh, The Wire is obviously the best television show ever made. Okay. Um, but a thing that I don't think enough people really give credit to that had just finished up its last season and did a great job was uh, Veep. Yeah, I heard that was good. I've never seen it yet, but Veep is fantastic. It's a really it's a really great show because uh, <laughs> every episode they somehow just decided to make the most offside roast of every character, and that's just the whole show. It's there a situation will come up, and then pretty much the characters will lob pretty personal insults at each other for <laughs> 30 minutes and then that's an episode if you like if you like stand up and if you like roasts it's uh it's very okay very perfect okay i'll check that out i know i'm like i'm the type of person i don't watch a lot of things I, it's like takes me a while to get into things but yeah i know it's generally that i feel like a lot of the times nowadays you're like is the show over you're like no, and you're like I'll watch it when it's over. Yeah, yeah, I do that, and I'm like, oh, it's is it that good? Is it worth watching? I'm like, okay, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. So, what's the last metal show you've been to? Like, uh, the last metal show is that it's it's harder to to go to shows these days um, because of just I'm always uh, performing shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I can't, what was the last show I was at? Um, it's been a bit. Um, I'll tell you the next show I'm really excited for. And hey, maybe if people are listening in Montreal, they'll go. In Montreal, there's this there's this brand called Death Fest. They started in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. And uh, they had this thing called Maryland Death Fest. And then it did really well. And now they have Maryland Death Fest, Quebec Death Fest, and Netherlands Death Fest. Oh my goodness. Uh, so I am going to the Quebec one. And cool. it's going to be awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've only been to one metal show, and it was like 10 years ago, maybe. I don't remember. It might have been Mastodon. Mastodon's a good one. Yeah. Mastodon is like a really good band that's like an ambassador for metal. Where it's yeah. Like it, it, they, they have like an outside brand recognition, and people will come, but they're still like a metal band. Yeah. I'm like given up on being a metal band yet. Yeah, I think that's who it was, but I, like the the experience was weirder than the con- like the, than the actual show. Like, I went with this guy who I met who invited me, and like I've only had met him a couple times. It was like through a friend, and he was like, "Oh, I have tickets to see this band. You want to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course, I'll go check it out. Like, I love to go to shows all the time." So I'm like, "Sure," and I hadn't ever been to a metal show before, so that's why I was like, "Yeah, I definitely want to go." Um, but then he was like, "We're there. We're having a beer." Like. There's like an opening band on. He's like, oh, we should go to Detroit next weekend. <laughs> and I was like, okay, why, why? Why? And he's like, oh, my parents, they'll love you. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say. I was like, no, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I will say as a, met, as, a, as, a, as a metal fan, metal's like 95% of what I listen to. Metal metal show as a first date is definitely a bold move. That's yeah. <laughs> gonna suggest a certain type of person. See, I didn't think it was a date, and that was probably the problem. Oh, you know, you I just yeah. wanted to go to the show. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. apparently, this guy wanted me to meet his parents yeah. right away. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there he was like, finally, a girl went to a metal show with me. <laughs> I guess we're married. She's the coolest. <laughs> okay, so you can learn a lot about somebody obviously through their Instagram these days. Right. So that's how I learned a little bit about you. (laughs) You're like, you're like, what? (laughs) So uh, that you're a vegan. Yeah. Also vegan, which, uh, you know, is one of those, uh, things that a lot of people don't expect because they're like, uh, you, 
you know, the metal, it's all evil and you guys are supposed to be sacrificing goats and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so that I guess that's an interesting take, like an interesting twist, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, the way I always, I always, the metal way I, I, I defend uh, veganism is to say that like uh, uh, people are terrible and I would eat people, <laughs> but animals are cool, so I don't eat them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Animals are way cooler. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So what's your, like your favorite thing to eat that's vegan? That's the, that's the other thing. A lot of people will be like, wow, you're vegan. I could never do that. I can never eat healthy. Um, I eat awfully, just terribly. I still eat like a moron. It's just that there's no meat in it. My favorite thing is an off menu item from Hogtown Vegan. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> macaroni and cheese, fake pulled pork, and French fries in a burrito. All right, yeah. lots of nutrients in there. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. So just that's I eat that uh, once or twice a, a, a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how I maintain my girlish figure. Okay. <laughs> do you do you like to cook? I do like to cook. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I, I I like to cook, and I like to I do like to go out to like very nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. But my ideal world would be I cook a really fancy like i spend like a couple of hours cooking a meal or go out for like a couple of hundred dollar meal once a month maybe and then the rest of my time i would just eat like gruel yeah (laughs) it's like i don't i don't like a middle ground i'm like either i want the best thing possible or just give me the sustenance i need to make it through my day and stop wasting my time that's funny but that probably makes you enjoy those things a lot more yeah right right? i mean it's you know it's it's the swings it's just like i don't know spending two 20 minutes making dinner and being like, eh, this is all right. And what's like the strangest thing you've ever had? Like being a vegan? Like- There's, I mean, I went to Peru a couple of years ago to go to this place called Central, which is ranked, at the time was ranked, I think, the fifth best restaurant in the world. Okay. And literally everything they brought up to the table, they would be like, hey, here's what this is. And you'd be like, I never have heard of that. And they'd be like, I know, it's only in Peru, so we brought you examples. (laughs) (laughs) And they would bring out, they're like, this is a tree potato. And you'd be like, what does that mean? And they're like, it's a potato from a tree. And you're like, oh, that's pretty true. You're like, wow. One of the things they they brought out was it's it's like an algae that's like caviar. So it's just these weird bubbles that form, uh, that algae form in this one specific place in peru and they just form these weird blobs on water and okay so it's it's they they literally call it vegetarian caviar in peru interesting yeah that's that pretty the cool thing i've ever eaten where you're like this is yeah strange. This a lot be. of weird things come from the ocean that's yeah. for sure i love like i love seafood and stuff but a lot of weird there's a lot of interesting things yeah. how do you feel about vegan bloggers oh god there's it's definitely one of the one of the worst parts about being vegan is a lot of other vegans <laughs> where people will kind of find out you're vegan and then they've been like bottling up stuff that they've wanted to yell at their computer because they've accidentally stumbled across like a vegan blog or yeah. like some vegan Instagrammer and they just want to yell at them and they can't because they live in LA probably. <laughs> yeah. And so then they just yell at you and you're like, no man, I'm not like that. That's funny. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. I'm just like eat slightly fewer animals would be great. Yeah. I always, I always tell people I'm a sneaky vegan. I try and like just trick people into it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just be like, Hey, come over. 
I'll make food for you. And then people will just come over and I'll make food for them and they'll be like, this is good. And then I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. yes. There you go. Yeah. I think that, like, you can make so many things. Yeah. Right? You can really, and, you know, people will not realize that if you, if you, you know, make them like a, like a mushroom ravioli, mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, this is really great. And you're like, yeah, it's vegan, but it's also not vegan food. It's not like I put some, like, yeah. weird beyond meat to whatever in it. I just made you a nice yeah. mushroom Has ravioli. vegetables in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's cool. Yeah, I follow this one vegan blogger and, uh, like because I you know I like the stuff she makes she lives in Vancouver and I like the stuff she makes usually does yeah exactly that's why you're like LA Vancouver you know one of those Portland wherever (laughs) so um like I she does like usually like step by step and it's like a lot of good good stuff it's all natural ingredients that's why I like it but um she's she's kind of a little bit funny like she sometimes she babysits her friends um like baby lamb and she'll have it come over and hangs out with the dog and the dog's super pissed off and like but she like documents everything on her insta stories so i'm like oh my god oh my god like it's kind of interesting but i'm like this shit this girl's batshit crazy but it's definitely that thing with 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 the the vegan food bloggers where they're like hey here's a recipe and you're like that sounds delicious and then you have to like have a 20 minute story about them hiking through the himalayas that inspired (laughs) this dish and like yeah Okay, can you, like, you can put the story, but can we at least get a list of ingredients first? I'm yeah. at the grocery store, I'm on my phone, I'm trying to figure out what I need. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Do you have any pets? Is that, Do you, like, you're just a big animal lover? I got I got two weird cats. Oh, I'm a cat person, too. I love cats. Yeah, I got a, 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 a Bengal and a Himalayan Persian cross. Okay. They're both very strange. Okay. Uh, the, the Bengal is, like, Bengals are, like, very large, like dominant cats so mm-hmm. he's like if someone comes in the house he has to like yell at them he like will like run up to you and like basically bark at you and be like hey hey this is my house hey if you want to hang out you gotta pet me the entire time you're here and people are like oh wow this is nice normally cats just bite you and then the other one is a is a himalayan so he's like one of the the toilet paper cats you know the ones i'm talking okay about? yeah yeah so he's got that flat stupid face okay <laughs> and he just and he just falls asleep with his face flat against them. <laughs> and yeah, they're both just idiots. It's nice. Okay. That's all right. I like cats. Cats are cool. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, cats are cool. Cats are cool. No big deal. Do you have it? Has anyone asked you? I know it's your podcast. Do you have any pets? I don't. I used yeah. to have, I've had two cats in my life. My last cat, his name was Pedro. He was Mexican. He was the best. And um, yeah, he was like a dog. He wasn't like a cat. Yeah. I do like that the thing that's really cool right now is like getting like there's all these that there's all these animals that have like made a made a they've like made it across the border and then they've just been like, nah, America's shitty right now. Like, <laughs> Everybody I know right now is like, I'm fostering this dog. They're yeah. from Mexico. Yeah. They're the best. The thing is, my cat was not actually from Mexico. I just no, tell people no, that it's Mexican because no. his name is Pedro. Well, there you and go. people will believe whatever you tell them. They, they will. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going <laughs> to. Let me see that cat's papers. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like run, Pedro, run. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? So, how did you get into comedy? Uh, it was it was a weird thing. I I'd, I'd really loved comedy my whole life, but uh, I think there's a problem that happens when you love comedy, where comedy can sort of seem exce- uh, inaccessible if it's something you watch. Because I grew up in Toronto, and the two things I would come home. I love stand up. 
I would come home from work, from school, <laughs> work. <laughs> I would come home from the mines. Um, <laughs> I would come home from school, and when I would get home from school, there would be like a one-hour block of like stand-up on comedy on the Comedy Network, and it was kind of the worst two things to have back to back because it was like just for laughs galas, and then comedy at Club Fifty Four. And I don't know if you ever saw comedy at Club 54, but Just for Laughs Galas are Just for Laughs Galas where celebrities go and do comedy. Famous okay. people, some local people as well that are, that you're then like, oh, okay. And then you grew up knowing. But like, you know, you'd see, hey, look, this is like Kevin James doing stand up before okay. people knew who Kevin James was, kind of thing. Right? I see. And then comedy at Club 54 was uh, a club in Burlington uh, recorded on like a handy cam. With just, like, your worst nightmare is, like, if you get up on stage with a microphone, you're like, boy, I, I hope this isn't how this goes. Yeah. And uh, so, for growing up, I thought there was two options. Either I was, if you did stand up, you were either Norm MacDonald or you were on comedy at Club 54 with a racist puppet. Like, just, <laughs> just a white guy with a black puppet. And yeah, you're like, yeah. that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not great. Um and then, uh, so I was always just like, stand-up comedy is really cool, but I will never do it. Um, and then uh, and then, just through the weird peculiarities of life, I, uh, a couple, like a guy I knew started doing stand-up. He like took a course at Humber and started doing stand-up. And then uh, we don't even talk anymore. Um, but I was like, wait, you're doing stand-up? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I've never been able to understand how to start doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you just go to a shitty bar and you just do stand-up. And yeah. then you're like, oh, really? That's it? And then you go to a shitty bar and you write your name down on a piece of paper and you're like, oh, that's it. That's really it. <laughs> There's really not like a big, you're like, and then at first you're like, oh, man, I wonder if this is going to like lead to something big. And then you do like a couple stand-up sets and you're like, wait a minute. I'm in a weed lounge at 4 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't think someone from The Late Show is here yeah. <laughs> watching yeah. my set. And then uh, you kind of just are like either either decide this is a fun thing to do or this isn't a fun thing to do. And if it's a fun thing to do, then you're just having fun and you do it and you keep doing it. And then eventually either good things happen or uh, you get sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of ups and downs with like doing stand-up, right? Because it's... Yeah, I mean it's a it's, there's a, there's a personality that goes with stand-ups as well where it's like suddenly you're comparing you're like anytime any one of your friends or strangers get anything you're like ah that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Ah, why didn't I get that? And then meanwhile it's like someone's doing stand-up on like The View and you're like you weren't going to get stand-up on uh, buddy. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. like, damn it, how did that comedian wind up on The View? And it's like, because that's a comedian that should have wound up on The View. You're not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my and goodness. I, and, a, and a lot. So you wind up comparing yourself a lot to, like, you know, not a lot of other things are you, like, sitting at, at work in your, like, marketing job, and then someone gets a raise in, like, IT, and you're like, why didn't I get that raise? And you're like, <laughs> You're not in the IT department. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> Another thing I learned from your Instagram, well, I don't know what I've learned. It just says BMX. So what's that about? Oh, I uh, <laughs> I ride BMX bikes for fun. Okay. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's like skateboarding, but it's on a bike. You know? Cool. To do do tricks, do grinds. 
It's very nineties. I feel like yes, the tricks definitely. and stuff. My brother used to do that. Yeah. Like with the, like you have the pegs on the, yeah. on the wheels and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's super fun. It's a, it's a thing where I skateboarded for years and then I started getting older and, uh, and skateboarding is like, it's, it's a, the, what are the differences? Skateboarding is just like a lot more painful all the time mm-hmm. because like on a skateboard, you know, we're, we're both doing tricks. We're both going down stairs and stuff. And when you fall, it hurts both ways. But on a skateboard, you also might just like hit a pebble while going up to the thing you're doing a okay. trip on and fall and really hurt yourself. Yeah. One of the, I mean, one of the most satisfying clips of the internet is there's a, it, it's from a skate video where there's literally a professional skateboarder who's just riding and has a tray, like one of those trays of coffees and he just hits a pebble and just fucking goes over <laughs> and all the coffees go over and he's like, <laughs> fuck. And this is literally someone who his whole job is doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the bike gets a little less finicky. When you fall, it's you, a bike falls on you and it hurts a lot more, but you don't wipe out with four coffees. Uh, yeah. Because you hit a rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. That's fun. So that's what you do for fun when you're not doing yeah, all the other nice, stuff. Nice way to, nice way to stay active and healthy yeah. without, uh, having to be in like an aqua fit class at the Y with a bunch of old ladies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Retain so, a bit of street cred while, while yeah, yeah, yeah. And where's your favorite place to play in Toronto? Uh, my favorite place to play in Toronto is a uh, comedy bar is really a magical, magical venue. The one uh, on Arlington jo- and Bloor. Oh, okay, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's they've really just cr- there's the there's uh, two guys that own it, but one of the guys kind of more of a silent partner, and then the other guy is like a, a does a bunch of sketch and also just uh, owns comedy bar. His name's Gary, and they've just really created a super awesome place there where they a thing that a lot of I think comedy shows or comedy clubs miss out on is a lot of times it's like. You go into the club and there's maybe a little like, you know, coat room to shuttle people through and sell them tickets. And then you're just in there and you're just in a show. <laughs> and so it's like, you want to order a drink? You're in a show. Yeah. Order that drink quietly. Yeah, you yeah. want to hang out after a show? Too bad. There's another show. Get the hell out. <laughs> Comedy bar has two two rooms for shows. And then those two rooms are connected by a really awesome bar. So you can go hang out there, have a drink, and then catch a show or do a show and not feel like you yeah. are ruining someone's dreams by having right. a conversation while grabbing a beer. <laughs> cool. And did you play there certain nights? Or? Uh, I'm there a lot. Uh, the, th- the time I'm there most often is there's a, there's a great show we do called The After Hours Show. It's every Friday and Saturday starting at 11.30 p.m. So okay. the idea is... Comedians are a little drunk. They're maybe trying some new material. They're yeah. working on some stuff. Hopefully, the crowd's a little drunk. It can be a little bit of a rowdier show, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a dirtier show. And I, uh, I host most Saturdays there okay. um, because I like to drink. <laughs> and it's like, well, if I'm going to be getting hammered at Comedy Bar on a Saturday, anyways, might as well be, you know, hosting yeah. show while I do it. Why not? Yeah, it's it's a it's a really fun time. You know, it's. It's it's nice to have a show where I at the start I'm like, "Hey, get drunk." And then a lot of times the <laughs> audience is like, "Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah I'll do that." They like give them the okay like They're they like, they, like they couldn't do it before. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I just make sure in order for them to feel comfortable to be drunk, I just make sure as the show goes on and I'm hosting it, I just get progressively drunker and fall apart as a man over the course of the show. <laughs> 
and people are like, well, as long as I'm not as drunk as him, I can keep drinking. Yeah, you make people feel better about themselves. That's good. All right, cool. And also, too, so, and what's your YouTube channel again? Uh, YouTube, uh, on YouTube, Banger TV. You can catch uh, catch me making some jokes about metal, talking about metal. If you have any interest in metal, it's a good way to learn about metal, find yeah. some new stuff you might like. And then, yeah, just uh, metal comedy on anything. Just put it into a, a search bar. <laughs> and we'll okay, sounds good. Well, thanks for coming by. Blaine Smith. Look on good time.